And you sound great as usual. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You sound fat. I don't know why I just why I just did that voice. That doesn't make any sense at all. I okay. don't know either. But um all right. Trav? Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that location-independent lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry. My hair is throwing. <laughs> and I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie, which you can learn more at at Location Indie. Dot com and thanks for tuning into the show and Trav, you are. Uh, we're going to go behind the scenes here and go behind your head because I'm looking uh, at you on Skype and I see past your hair fro uh, a painting that seems to have an ocean and a lighthouse in it. Where are you at, my friend? I am in Heather's parents, my wife's parents' house. Your in laws. My in-laws. That, that's the correct word to use here. <laughs> in Meredith, New Hampshire. So just enjoying an awesome, awesome summer t- uh, day, summer week up here in Meredith, New Hampshire, right near Lake Winnipesaukee. Been at the beach a few days, so I'm getting a little tan. It's, it's great. You know, New England in the summer is just a really cool place to be, especially on a lake. And Jay, I, I, I'll ask you this question because growing up in Philadelphia area, I was always an ocean boy. You know, like I, I, I'd go to the beach, you know, the ocean and I always loved the ocean. Didn't really ever go to lakes. So I didn't really understand the fascination with lakes, but more and more as I go to more lakes, I'm starting to maybe shift. Maybe I'm beginning to like lakes more than the ocean. I don't know if I'm there yet, but there's a lot of positives about lakes. What about you? Ah, I mean, I know what you're saying. There's a certain lake vibe that kind of has that like, well, it depends on what lake you go to, but almost like a summer camp feel some, some lakes or there's like this sort of, I don't know, this special American summer vacation feel at, at, at certain lakes. I don't really know how to describe it. You know, if you can swim out to a dock, that's always fun. There's just a, it's a different vibe, but man, the ocean, the sound of the ocean, the, the sand between your toes. And by the way, I'm starting to maybe doubt a little bit. Like, are you sure you're from the Philly area like me? Because you just said you were a beach boy, but I don't know about you. I went to the shore when I was growing up. I didn't go to the beach because in the East Coast, we outside of Philly, we call it the shore. I'm trying to stay like, you know, um, regular, I guess, general for our for everyone who's coming <laughs> from other areas, not from Philly. Um, and if I say, oh, yeah, I went to the shore, people be like, what, what, what is, is that? And, and then you ate hoagies, the, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then I ate hoagies <laughs> and we went to Wawa. And yeah. Um, but uh, yes, the shore. We went to the, we went to the shore. We grew up going to the shore. And I've always just loved. I mean, Here's the thing. Put me near water. I'm happy anyway, whether it's a lake or an ocean. But I felt recently that I there's a lot of positives about lakes that, again, growing up since, you know, we don't really have very many good lakes in that area. You really have to get up north here to New Hampshire. I've never been out to to areas like Michigan and, and the lakes regions out there in Minnesota and Wisconsin. All, and I hear it's beautiful. I've been to some awesome lakes in Canada. But I think that might be why, because we grew up around lakes that were pretty dirty and gross. You get into one of these lakes, it's clean. You're like, whoa, I don't even have to take a shower for like five days. <laughs> well, 
I've been up to the UP in Michigan, and we're going to get into a topic today, by the way, but I, I, I want to stay on this for a second, because uh, if you ever get a chance to road trip around the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, what a wonderful place to go experience some lakes and, and nature, and um, it's funny because we are going to talk about road trips on our other podcast. If you are interested in road trips, Travis and I have an extravaganza coming up over at his podcast, Extra Pack of Peanuts, and my podcast, Zero to Travel, uh, so if you love uh, a good road trip talk. Uh, we're going to be jamming on that and you can check those out. And I don't want to get too much into road trips here today. I don't, don't even know how I got into road trips, but, um, but yeah, man, oceans versus road mountains. Trips on the brain, I mean, road I, trips on the brain. I, I was always torn between, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on ocean living versus mountain living. I've always veered towards the mountain living because there's so many options with activities that I love with skiing and hiking and everything like that. I know you went on a hike yesterday, but then it sounds like New Hampshire, you can kind of combine like those two things, right? I mean, you went hiked up a mountain and you went to the ocean. That's pretty sweet. Well, I didn't go to the ocean. I went to the, the lake. Oh, you went to the lake. That's right. Right. But That's you right. can go to the ocean yeah. here in New Hampshire. And it's true. about an hour and a half. Um, yeah. I definitely fall. I'd rather be around water than near mountains. Like if I had to choose one or the other. Now, ideally, I could I, I would do both, um, which would be great. But love swimming. And I just recently, I think w- the biggest positive of being at a lake and not being at an ocean is the fact that you don't have the salt all over you. You know, like you get out of an ocean and you feel like you have to shower right away. Here, as I mentioned, not to we're going behind the scenes here. I, for two days, didn't have to shower because I'm just hopping like all the time. And then I'm getting out and I'm getting hot and I'm a little sandy because I have a sandy beach here. And then I'm hopping the lake, I'm getting out. And that was a really nice feeling because typically you'd come home from the, the shore or the beach when you're at the ocean and then you have to like rinse off and all that kind of stuff. Although I do love a good outdoor shower. Um, no sharks know, I, in the lake either, right? No, you don't have to worry about that kind yeah. of stuff. But I mean, I don't think about that stuff. So anyway. let us know. Are you guys, are you guys like ocean people? Are you like people? It probably depends where you grew up. Again, I'm kind of starting to trend towards the lake. I don't know. If someone wants to give me a lake house and then give me an ocean house, I'll take both. Um, but let us know. You could tweet us at Pack of Peanuts Allocation. We had some fun with that the, a few episodes ago, Jay, where we asked you to weigh on in on whether uh, short travel or uh, uh, what was it? Slow fast versus tra- slow fast travel. travel. Those were on our other our travel podcast, and that that was a hit. I mean, we had some people weighing in on Twitter, which was uh, which was pretty fun. So we're gonna have to do another debate episode like that. And uh, you look fresh, man. I mean, that the hair has been tamed a little bit with all this lake swimming. You got a little tan going on. I would say, uh, dare I say that? You know, it seems like your your mind's pretty clear, and I'm feeling pretty good. These days, myself. By the way, one last thing on lakes, dude. We were up at a lake in Norway, and you're coming out to Norway, speaking of location independence, to visit in just a few short days here. And I was thinking about you because I was like, you were talking about swimming, and now you're bringing up this lake thing, and I'm starting to connect these things. I'm like, we're going to have to take you up to this lake, and we're going to have to do a little swim. I think you're going to love it, man. It's it's a beautiful spot right here in Oslo called uh, Songsvan, and we'll have to take the tram up there and maybe do a little swim if we, if we grab a nice day while we're in the city. Um, but, you know, swimming road tripping, getting away, all this stuff is stuff that can like clear your head, right? I just got back from a run and I was feeling pretty good. I was having a hard time coming up with some ideas today and I went and did a workout and, you know, just cleared my head and the ideas started flooding in. And this got me thinking about all of the noise that's out there, you know, like when, when it comes to pretty much everything, there's so much noise. I mean, the media, uh, 
your email inbox, depending on how many things you signed up for. And if you're trying to start like an online business or you're trying to become location independent or you're even just running your business like we are run, running businesses, you know, the noise is, is unstoppable. It's an, it's an unstoppable force to the point where I felt like it was starting to affect me negatively. So I did some things like, for example, I just unsubscribed from a bunch of email lists. I know it's something we've talked about a little bit on the show before, but I want to talk about how you filter the noise because I think this is a big problem for a lot of people. You know, it's like, it's, it's not just the noise coming in, but it's like, the noise within yourself too, when you wake up as somebody who's like working on your own thing, trying to figure out with all this noise, oh, should I focus on social media on this, that, and the other, all this, all these things that go along with building a business. How do you block that out? How do you like take the time focus to actually, right yeah, figure out what, what to focus on? What the right are. Yeah. And then yeah. focus on them, you know? So like, first of all, it's like how to, how to filter the noise is essentially it. So you can actually, let the things through that are the most important when it comes to uh, the location-dependent lifestyle. And that's that's going to be business and travel. You know, that's what's unique about this lifestyle. And I think this show is, you know, if you want to go learn how to run like a multi-million dollar tech startup, um, we haven't done that. Maybe this isn't the show to listen to. But if you want to like, if you want to like not create an office job for yourself and you want to go travel and see the world and like have flexibility and freedom, I'm be, not saying be more of a solopreneur. Not that you're only like we have teams who help us out with stuff and they're great, but you know, like a small entrepreneur, not someone who's starting a huge company, right? Like, yeah, and you, just... I mean, you can do that and you can scale and like be free. So I'm not saying don't, you know, limit, limit what you're thinking and your business building because go big or whatever, but like, just don't create an office job for yourself. <laughs> That's the main thing. You're talking about like a startup, you bring in investors, next thing you know, you're answering to a board, you're you're in an office somewhere. It's like, it's not a good situation, I don't think. And that's why people that listen to this show, I don't think they're really into that type of thing. So anyway, right, so, yeah, filtering the noise. So the noise. From, yeah, the noise. Let's go and, back to the noise. Well, First I of think all, one of the things that you just brought up and one of the things that you have done recently to filter this out. And I think this is an ongoing battle because there are times where I feel uh, like I've done a, a good job at it and then it creeps back. And then I have to like, it's, I should say it's an active battle. Let's put it that way. I've never achieved it where I said, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. And now like, I, now I just continue to do the things that are working. Like I usually make some concessions, I cut it out and then it creeps back and then you have to cut it back. It's like, kind of like that bamboo in my backyard you know like you get it down and then it comes back you get it so it's it is a constant battle and, and one you actively have to be thinking about and one of the things that you did that you mentioned unsubscribing to a lot of stuff i've i went on an information fast for a while this was about uh, i'm gonna say you know i i had done about an, a year's worth of reading and really studying online business when i say studying i mean self-studying you know i knew that i wanted to start a blog so i'd I'd started writing and then I thought, all right, how can I grow this? Like, you know, you go through the regular transition phase of now I started something, but now what do I, how do I make this anything that's, that's viable? And I was just reading everyone's sites and listening to all this information and worrying about all this stuff. And that probably went on for about a year and a half. I got to a point where I said, I, I, I just have to keep doing, like, I'm going to drive myself insane. Like, I, do I change this button color? Do I put the, this here? Do I do that? And, um, so I, I stopped reading people's websites. I already had most of the information I needed and I just started listening to what I thought was the right thing to do and I just started doing it more. And and that goes with whether it's unsubscribing from people's email lists, whether it's just not going to their websites as often, you know, 
in every time that you think, oh, should I be doing this? Like I did instead of going to seek out an answer, I just picked to do or what my gut said i just did it and uh i think going on these information fasts are really really helpful and really really important because chances are you know more about the subject matter than you think because if you have been actively like following people's sites listening podcasts or things like that you already have the information there now you have to go do it um so i think unsubscribing to the email list is a great actionable tip i think another actionable tip that i just did last week and i told you this because it affected you and how we communicate was we have I try to stay out of my email inbox. So then we have this awesome program called Slack, which basically is great for communicating with people. And it's, what would you call it, Jay? It's like kind of in between text messaging and email, right? Like um, if no one's used Slack, it's just, it's mobile friendly, but you don't have to write full emails. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like text like messaging, a, but you could send text messages to everyone. You could keep them organized by threads and stuff right, like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, you have channels. So instead of one long ongoing message, you can divide it up by topic. Yeah. And so what I was doing, and it was great to stay in contact with like the five or six people that we need to stay in contact with. But what was happening was my phone would ding with a Slack message. And then people would be chatting back and forth and this and that. And, but I'd be getting on my phone, I'd be reading it and I couldn't do anything. Like, you know, maybe I could respond to a question, but if someone said, oh, can you get me this document? Or can you do that? Why well, couldn't really do it on my phone anyway? So what I was finding was I was re- it was like being in my email inbox. I was reading all this stuff. I was letting it weigh on me, but then I couldn't do some of the stuff that I needed to do. And then it was leading me to then forgetting later because those messages wouldn't be new. What have you know, go down. Yeah, long story short, it was detrimental because it was it was filling my mind with, oh, man, this person needs this, this, but not actually I wasn't actually accomplishing stuff. So I actually turned off all my notifications. Not that I can't go on Slack on my phone. But I turned off those push notifications that everyone gets on their phone. I turned off for every app that I have, except for Facebook Messenger, because the only people who Facebook message me are like people who are international, right? Like friends and stuff who who don't have my text message, you know, can't text message me. So um, that was a huge thing. Turning off my push notifications for like for Facebook, for Twitter, for all that. So yeah, if I I can check it from my phone, but it's not. I'm not reacting every time something dings and then going in and doing it. And that's been really beneficial. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great example of noise. I mean, noise right in your pocket that's literally taking you away from everything you're doing. And, Jay, um, how do people have those I, uh, Apple Watches? Like, that's taking it to another level because now it's not even in your pocket. My friend has one, and it's just dinging at him all the time. And he's oh, looking really? and reading text messages. No. And I'm like, dude, this... Like, it made me actually think... The same thing happens with my phone, but it was just right in front of my face, right? Because he was just like flicking his wrist and reading it. And it's like, oh, you can respond right from here. I said, wait, now someone can get a hold of you even quicker than your phone? No. Why does anyone want that? And I, I, for him, it's different for his job. But I I mean, that's something I want to get away from. Yeah. It can inhibit a lot of things, uh, like creativity you mentioned. Um, I, I don't know if you mentioned that, but I think it, it can have an effect, a detrimental effect in some ways because you're, I'm all about like curating ideas and putting your own spin on it, but then it comes to a point where it's information overload, right? And I think that's one of the hardest parts when you're uh, launching or growing a location-independent business is trying to decide with all of these people telling you how to do all these different things, um, what are the actual things you should be doing? What are the things you shouldn't be doing? And what are those things you should be doing right now? And I think it's... With everything, Can I jump in really quick, yeah. Because this is something that I I just came to the realization of maybe a year ago, and still don't do the best job of it. But the thing you should be doing 
is probably the thing that you want to be doing the most. Like, I was give me give that, perfect, that you don't want to do the most, or that you want to. I see. I would take the other oh, end. Here, okay. Because it's really easy right. to go in and like process, e- or, you know, send emails and feel like you did something. It's hard to make like a cold call to a potential client, which is the thing okay. you should be doing. Very true. All right. So, so two ways to spin kind of the same thing. I agree with you wholeheartedly with that. So that's a great sentiment. So do the things that you don't think you should be doing. But then when it comes to other things, I was thinking social media specifically, right? Because I would say, oh, you know, I really should start doing Snapchat more or I really should tweet more. And it's like, but I don't, I don't find myself inherently enjoying that like when I force myself to do it. Does that make sense? Like when I do it, it's cool. Like if uh, there are times where I say, all right, I'm going to Instagram this and it's going to go on Twitter. And I love interacting with people that way, but I don't feel the draw to do it way more than I already do. So I don't do it. And I think that's okay. It's probably bad to say this because we're talking about noise and social media is a huge, is huge noise. Um, it almost is its own separate topic after this because then we're talking about in I'm dipping putting it on the list. We're going to talk about social media as a as a specific topic, as a way to grow your business, but also as a way to be a detriment. <laughs> we'll do a whole one on that. I'm yeah. writing it down right now. A good example of this is in our location indie community. I mean, we have we do an expert Q&A every month on a different topic. We bring an expert in, they talk about it, and Traps and I, one of us or both of us, do a workshop each month. So now we have like, I don't know, 30 hours of like training and like all this actionable stuff that like other people that have helped other people that have helped us, which is awesome. And then people don't know where to start, which is why we do these intro calls in the beginning for people that join the community so we can give them some direction. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the last one I did, we're doing this three-part series on uh, essentially how to like launch a new location independent income stream in one weekend. We did uh, some of this actually on the podcast here, but we're, we're tweaking it and diving a little deeper on some areas of that uh, during these workshops. And the last one I did was about how to get your first paying customers fast and or your next paying customers or clients, depending on what kind of business you run. Because the whole idea is the quickest way to build a location independent income stream is having like a service-based business. If you want, like ultimately that might not be your goal. You might want to have automated income. You might want to sell courses and stuff like that. But if you need money right now, (laughs) you know, offering a service is the way to go. And like uh, I was booking flights for people, um, using their miles and they were paying me. I was a travel agent using miles basically before I started, before I started really selling my course and making a lot of money off my blog, you know, and and the podcast and things like that. Just an example as what a service looks like versus having products. If, if you're kind of like, what does that mean? I was doing business development for, for a good friend of mine uh, that I've done business with for a while. Uh, as an And you're trading time for money. Yeah, exactly. But it's not ideal. Okay but okay in the beginning. And we could do it from anywhere. And that was like the main thing just to get started talking about a lifestyle launch, right? Um, and, you know, one of the conclusions I came to during during that session was... This idea of, of simplifying it, and you can almost boil it down to one focus goal at a time, you know, because that, that can really dictate um, the decisions you make on a daily basis. And, you know, for that, the focus goal was your only mission when you're in that mode, if you're like, hey, I want to generate a location dependent income stream, really your only goal is to get one, at least one customer or client. 
That's it. I mean, it's pretty clear. Everything else is just noise when it comes down to it. So you could say, oh, I got to set my Facebook and retweak my design and maybe get an opt-in form. Like all that stuff doesn't matter because it's not contributing to the focus goal, which is doing whatever it takes to get a customer or client. And like, if that's your focus goal, you sit down every day, you go, okay, what do I need to do to do that? Okay, maybe I'm make a target list. I'm emailing people. I'm cold calling people, whatever it is. And you just never stop until it happens. Then you can consider doing other things, you know? But I think that's that idea, whether it's that type of focus goal or something else where you are actually just boiling it down and simplifying it into one specific thing. Yeah, so Joy, I think you're right. And I guess when I said before to do the things that you want to do, maybe what a better way to phrase that is to do the things that you that you know you should be doing. And this comes back to the noise idea of people are saying, oh, you should grow your Twitter list or your Facebook list or, you know, this or that. And once you've done a little bit of research, you know, once you, and, and you have the idea. So inherently, only you know what's going through your head the best. And you can, you can have uh, business partners. You can have people in uh, mastermind groups. You can have accountability partners, all the stuff that we do inside Location Indy. But inherently you know best what your idea kind of looks like and feels like. And so when I say things you want to be doing, I guess it's the things you know you should be doing. And so when we're talking about getting one customer, one client, you know what that is. Like, we can help you get there. Other people can help you get there. But you kind of know what you have to do to get it. You know, you don't have to change your button color again on your website. You don't have to change the design. You don't have to get another Twitter follower. You don't have to do that. Like, that probably won't help you right away. In the long run, sure. All that stuff will help in little magnet orders of magnitude, right? And we could even go on what orders of magnitude are. But the biggest thing that's going to change everything is getting your first customer and client. Because they, they always say, and I thought it was so cliche, Jay, oh, once you sell one thing to one person, or once you get one person to pay you for help, or once you then that's the first and then then you it's easy to get more people. Not easy, but it will happen. And I'm like, ah, eh, that sounds like just one of those old cliches. It's probably just as hard to get the second person and then just as hard to get the third and just as hard to get the fourth. But having done it, that's not the case. Because A, you get better at it. B, once you land one person or two people, you have testimonials, you know what people want, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I I, I do agree that like the focus goal should be how can I do one the one it one time, whether that's sell one product, whether that's get one customer, get one client. And the noise will be pretty evident when you ask yourself, hey, by getting 10 more Twitter followers and spending my time retweeting and getting on there, is that really like helping me get a client? I mean, if you're true to yourself, you're probably going to say, my clients probably aren't coming from that, at least not in the beginning, right? I mean, it you, you unless you're in a very specific market, it would be hard to delu- to be delusional enough to say like, yeah, responding to all these people on Twitter are really going to help me get my client. No, it's going to help you get your client, as you mentioned, might be the cold calls. So maybe it's not the things you want to do. So let me phrase, the things that you know best what you should be doing, because everyone else can tell you what you should be doing. You know best what it is. And it might be something, as Jay mentioned, that you don't want to do. Yeah. And like you said, like when you're with the, all the email lists, just to go back to that really quick, then I want to take another angle on this because we're, we're running out of time and I, I want to get your thoughts quickly on one thing. Um, there's this pressure when, you've, when you're getting all this advice from different places and you can feel like you should be doing this, you should be doing this. And I think part of what you're saying, it's also if you take some ownership of like 
what you're intuitively thinking are are the right things to grow your business, then it kind of takes some of that pressure off and you don't feel like, okay, just because this person did it and it worked for them doesn't necessarily mean it worked for me. It doesn't mean it's my thing either. It's got to fit with your personality. I think, um, you know, Travis and I tend towards audio content because, or at least I do because, uh, it's my thing, you know, and I've recognized that. Like, I don't, I don't want to get up and write five hours a day. I like writing. I like the end result of it, but like, on a daily basis, I'm not going to do a lot of writing. It's not my thing. So uh, we talked a lot about ex- internal noise or external noise. I'm sorry, things coming at you. But what about the internal noise, Trav, as we come up on the uh, less than six minute mark? You know, I think it's important to talk about what goes on in your mind. And, you know, the the noise, I think, is, the, is just the negative thoughts, really. It's the stuff that um, is going to prevent you from doing the things you need to do. And like learning or training your mind to... Uh, and, and your body uh, almost in some ways to, to act in spite of that, in spite of those fears or those doubts or like, you know, you're picking up the phone for a, co- a cold call and you're like, oh, this person's going to be pissed off or I'm bothering them or like all the things that would stop you from doing that. Uh, almost, you know, outside of like all the distractions, uh, it's almost the internal noise that's the worst, right? Uh, yes. Three things I think that you can... Um and this is on the fly, so hopefully it turns out to be three. Three things, I think, to help with the internal noise. One, if you limit the external noise, the internal noise is way less because you're not getting bombarded with all these things that you should do. And if you are clear with it, you're not doubting yourself. You're not saying, yeah, you know, I should be making these cold calls to do this or I should be doing this. And then you read someone's email list and you're like, wait, but they're doing this. So limit the external noise is going to help limit the internal noise. Okay. The second thing I think that that you can do to limit the internal noise is take some time to actually sit down and and filter out the internal noise. So instead of constantly, and this goes back to it's kind of hand in hand with limiting the external noise, but instead of being on your phone, instead of being on your email, instead of doing this, like take a walk outside, take a run, like you just said, where all you can do is think, right? Maybe you don't like I don't ever listen to music when I'm when I'm out on bike rides or when I'm jogging or anything because I I like. I like to just see what happens in my head, basically. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's awesome, right? But it gives you that space. So take the time to have the space, whether that's meditation. You know, I don't I don't really meditate. I'm not strict. I don't get up every morning, stuff like that. I'm not militant about that. I'm not good at that. But I do go on bike rides, and I, I do make it a very common practice to not listen to anything. And just that's kind of like my meditative thing. So do whatever it is. You know, Give yourself some space. And I think the third thing is be okay like patting yourself on the back like make sure you celebrate the things that you have done and they're not always going to be groundbreaking huge things but if if they are take some time to celebrate them and even if they aren't take some time to reflect and say all right because that's the biggest i think thing that's internal noise always for me the pressure to do more 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 look at what everyone else is doing and that comes from external noise again look at them they have all these email subscribers. They sent out three emails today about this. Blah, blah. Shouldn't I be sending out three emails? Shouldn't I be writing more blog posts? Shouldn't I be recording more podcasts? Da, 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 da. All this stuff. And um, and no, like take some time to say, listen, I got out one blog post or I've gotten out a podcast every week for the last six weeks. Like that's something. Yeah, so I, I heard those a great, three things. I, think I heard are a great important. quote from uh, Tony Robbins recently. I watched this movie. I am not your guru. It just came out on Netflix. I recommend it. It was pretty interesting. So to you see have watched it. I mean, everyone on Facebook is like, oh, oh really? Yeah, it was cool. It was cool your, to see. Um, but he said at one point it was like something along the lines of people overestimate what they can get done in a year and underestimate what they can get done in twenty or thirty years. So. 
it comes back to that uh, long-term approach where like, it seems like you said that too. Yeah. It seems like, like you're you chipping away what you can but, get done in a day even. And right. then you underestimate what you get done in a year. Cause if, Facebook memories, we've talked about that. Always great for it. <laughs> Take a look back at your Facebook memory from a year ago and then think, well, what was I doing business-wise or travel-wise then? It'll probably surprise you if you if you started taking the steps. You know, it's fun to do stuff that's measurable too since Steve Cam came on our uh, on as an expert Q&A to talk about fitness uh, in our Location Indie community. I started uh, doing more of like some of the stuff that he talked about like on jungle gyms and everything like that. And so today, like I've, I've seen my the amount of pull-ups I can do going up. That's what, what are you up to cool now, thing. man? Well, today, I mean, I did some sets, but today I actually did seven in a row. Whoa. Without like, without away. like, Set, un, I, un, 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 I mean, that's, I know it might sound like a lot, but pull-ups are hard. You know, I did them like the, the front way too. It sounds like so. a lot to me. I haven't done seven pull-ups in a row since I used to cheat in like fourth grade to get that badge. It said I was like a presidential physical <laughs> fitness word. Like I could only do four. And then when they were looking, I'd use my feet against the wall to do like the last three and be like, yeah, pull-ups are hard. Seven in a row is a lot. I was very, I was excited. Yeah. I, I think I could have done a little more. Maybe I gave up a little too soon, but I'm shooting for 10 for next week. Uh, awesome. So, Shout out to uh, Steve over at nerdfitness.com for uh, motivating us in the community. And uh, last thing before we go into Inside LI, because now we're coming up in a minute, of course. Uh, we talked about unsubscribing from all these lists as a tactic. Don't unsubscribe from our list, by the way, because we got some really good stuff. And uh, if you're not on the Location Indie email list or you want to learn more about this community that we're always uh, talking about here uh, and all the awesome people in it, uh, just go over to locationindie.com. You can sign up. We give away some free goodies. And also, we have a really awesome curated uh, newsletter that goes out uh, about once a week, and you get all this great actionable stuff from the web, and it's really concise and uh, and easy, and it won't overwhelm you with information. So if you want to stay up to up to beat on like what's going on in Digital Nomad, location-dependent business, uh, community, stuff that you can just cherry-pick and learn. We just find the best stuff around the web, share it with you, and, and do a bunch of cool stuff. We announce free, uh, online events there, and we do some free trainings and stuff like that. So get on the list if you haven't. Sorry, Trav. It looks like you want to jump yeah, in here. What, one, of the, one of the things... Well, speaking of noise, one of the things that we try to do with that, e- cura- that free curated email is to cut through the noise and say, our whole team is on a Slack channel... And we just, when we read a really good article, we put it in there. And then Lil, who, who helps us with LI, who's awesome, will then in, and go and pick the best ones and put it in the email newsletter. So it's like curated twice. Like right. we might read five articles. We're like, oh, this one's really good. We put it in there. And then she curates it, puts it in there. So we cut through the noise right away with that free and email. And the buzzer is going off. Unfortunately, we're going to make this inside LI segment quick because I just want to give a public thanks and shout out to Tiffany, who's our community manager, because we had a bunch of people in the community post. Uh, Kelly put something out there. She said, hey, y'all. So (laughs) y'all, I love that. Uh, A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I did the welcome call thing with that Tiffany, which honestly thought might potentially be a waste of time, but it totally wasn't. And I wanted to tell you all and give her a virtual and public high five. She basically listened to me whine for probably too long about how hard it was for me to settle on an idea and get clients and pay bills and have time to actually enjoy traveling. And then she said, hey, what about this? And I took her advice, and uh, now I have a big client, and my life is so much easier. Bam, Tiffany, you're a genius. And then a bunch of people chimed in just saying uh, that Tiffany's really helped them. You know, when you join Location Indie, it's not open right now, but when you join the the community, we do these welcome calls because we know it's, it is open. 
overwhelming, all the stuff we talked about today, and uh, we want to get you started on the right foot. So Tiffany's been doing an, just incredible job, you know, listening and, and then taking what she learns from people on these one-on-one calls and getting them started in the right direction. Like, it's really cool just to see like from that one call, somebody getting their first client. And uh, by the way, it looked like she was going into the direction of like a virtual assistant for a specific industry. Um, and she just needed some clarity on that. So I mean, like, yeah, this is what it's all about helping each other. So even if you're not getting it online or through a location in the type community, um, well, we join our community if you'd like to join one, but uh, at least have somebody to chat with and, and give you some clarity and, and help you filter out that noise, I would say. That's one of the things that we do without ever using that word, that phrase, filtering out the noise. One of the things, one of our main missions at Location Indie, whether you get the free email newsletter or whether you're actually uh, an side uh, location and a member is filtering out the noise for people so they can focus on what it is they need to do to a take that first trip or or a build or b build that business or c grow both or whatever it is and uh we've never used the term filtering out the noise before as like a buzzword when we talk with our team like hey here's our goals you know we we talk around that idea but never have used that so now we just can say hey we're we got to keep focusing on filtering out the noise for people so that they can actually start doing the things that are important so um yeah, check that out. Hop on the free email newsletter, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think the the point of this was just to have this open discussion. Again, this is all on the fly with Travis and I. We don't really know what we're going to talk about, but um, the intention here is just to share some thoughts, and hopefully you can take some ideas from this, and that'll help you you know, do something, whether it's you know, getting, getting your next uh, action figured out or whatever that is with your business or travel or anything. We hope that uh, the idea of filtering the noise was helpful today. So thanks for listening. And Trav, I had a blast with this one. I know it's morning for you, afternoon for me. I'm a couple cups of coffee in. We're way over time here. So I guess we should should cut it off now. Thank you so much. See you next time.